All right, I'm not even doing an intro. We're coming in hot. A vet. I know I did not watch last week's show by mistake. No, if you obviously didn't watch last week's show, sir, or tonight's show, well, technically it was last week's show because it was filmed last week, but it aired last night because Pretty Deadly was in the opening match. They were an integral part of making sure that Austin Theory won. Hello? You know what we say, you always say to the vet about that? Yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Okay, there you go. All right, so let me go ahead and do the proper intro. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to your main event. Welcome to the Smack Attack. It is a show uh, for the people, by the people. We don't claim to be wrestlers like the vet and who who taking their bumps. We're just regular schmoes who watch TV and watch wrestling and have a good time doing it. And we have a lot of fun. Today's show is going to be uh, interesting. It's going to just be right now, me and the most evil doctor, evil duos, Dr. Jeff, Dr. Jeff, how are you today, sir? I am well. How are you? As we were talking about off screen, I went to one of my friend's kids' wedding. So that's how you know you're, that's, you know, there's certain benchmarks. Everyone feels like they're getting old. They get married. They have kids. Right. Buy a house, whatever. And you're like, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old. But but you're making things up. You're you're exaggerating. No. When, like, when your friend's kids get married, you know, that's objectively a benchmark that you've gotten old. It's, it's right up there with, like, AARP starts soliciting you every week you know and then having grandkids and then you know there's no there's no fooling around with it at at that point but yeah i thought last night was actually a pretty interesting smackdown especially for a tape episode which it could have been completely phoned in Mm -hmm. it it wasn't and i mean parts you know there was there was a lot of repetition and recaps and recaps of recaps and promotions for the show and reruns of video packages but wwe gonna wwe so Grading them on the curve, or they're going to do that. I, I'm, I'm not going to give the grade yet because that's what we do at the end of the show. But, right. but, but, I, I thought it was. Actually, it was interesting. It yeah, was interesting. I thought it was a pretty compelling episode with some, some interesting little things that I'm not sure what they mean exactly or where they're going with it. But I'm looking forward to talking about it. I, yeah. I, I only wish that my dear friend Jimmy Tempora was here. <laughs> I was hoping for Chris. Uh, Ams without the L, you know. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That, that would have been cool, cool. also. Yeah, huh. but it's okay. Uh, Jimmy, he's in the Ethernet somewhere because he's a construct of AI because uh, Australia is not real. Chris right. had to work, so at least Chris has a good excuse. I, I think that Jimmy got swept up on that whole DeSantis Twitter thing. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. But uh, you know, look. Okay, a couple of things I want to talk about last night's show before we get into the show itself. The first thing okay. I want to talk about, I saw the end of the show and the explanation of it last Saturday before we even came on the air for this show to talk about. Um, I I understand it's a recorded show. Here's my biggest complaint. Okay. So I knew about it. Fine. Whatever. I don't care Mm -hmm. about that per se, because people are going to spoil stuff because that's who they are. They're just dicks in real life. My problem is this. Why the fuck is Michael Cole trying to insinuate that when AJ Styles wrestles Karrion Cross? That he he's gonna have to recover for the next night, you know. On when we know they're already in Saudi Arabia, they're there. They've been. They've. He's had a week. He's rested. They didn't rest. They said they were in South Carolina, and we know AJ Styles is not hopping on a plane and flying immediately to Saudi Arabia right after SmackDown. Why the fuck do they keep trying to do this shit, Jeff? I, I this that's the one thing. It just drove me nuts throughout the entire night. I get you're saying Night of Champions is the next night because it's a recorded show. I understand that. But don't insinuate that AJ Styles is going to have less than 24 hours to recover from a match. 
that you're having on a tape show. I, I don't have any issue with that because they tried to do that consistently. I mean, wrestling historically is tape. A lot of the promotions that we watch now or, or they exist now are tape. Ring of Honor is tape once every eight or 12 weeks. Right, Impact right. still does tapings like once a month. Uh, you know, so MLW also, you know, NWA. This is nothing new. I mean, the wrestlers, they slipped a few times in their in their promos because, of course, you know, they're not used to doing it. They're used to doing live stuff. Right. Um, and I, I, I caught that a few times. Bianca caught herself a couple times. And I think it threw her off in her promo. But I don't I don't have a problem with that. I mean, the you know, for a simple answer, the answer is kayfabe. Uh, and look, I get that. But kayfabe is when you already have blown kayfabe with your social media of AJ Styles vlogging all week in, you know, Saudi Arabia. And I then, know. you know, I mean, that's that's my problem with it. Just just say, Sam oh, we, in the Kaaba stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Like, at least just say, yeah, we're, you know, we're we, you know, he, they're going to be wrestling tomorrow night in Saudi Arabia. You know, don't you don't have to like say stuff like, oh, he's going to have less than 20. Like, I heard that last night. He's going to, you know, if he this is a tough match and oh, hopefully he can recover in time, you know, before tomorrow night's match, G- implying that. He's going to have less than 24 hours to recover. Well, uh, be, that's part of the show. It's, it's you know, I, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I understand yeah. what you're saying. But in the, that 120 minutes, we're supposed to be taken to that. There was like the, the biggest problem I had with that is that they didn't have any particularly brutal angle. I mean, it, it was no. it was a hard fought match, but he won in 10 minutes. I mean, yeah. Uh, spoiler. Um, weak old spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, in wrestling. But, um, you know, it, it, it's. I mean, it would have been something like I was expecting. Uh, we'll, 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 you know, we'll talk about it when we get to the match. Yeah. Because, um, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but I remember, mean, I... remember that SmackDown is not. I mean, it is for us, but it's also for those, you know, 1.5 million truly casual fans who probably only watch SmackDown per week and kids, and, yeah. you know, the new fans. And and sure. listen. I didn't know the WWE WWF was taped until years later. When I when I'm watching superstars, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's giving the pro, same promo every week. That, you know, it was even worse. He gave the same promo eight times that same that same recording session, just put it in a different city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I didn't realize that until the Monday Night Wars when I started watching. Because I didn't watch wrestling much till then, so it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, every now and then, oh, it'd pop on, cool. <clears throat> so I was watching something different, and it wasn't always the regular standard times back home. It was almost like an infomercial when they would pop up. But um, you know, the Monday Night Wars, and then you've got Eric Bischoff just stooging off what's happening on on you know Raw because it was pre-taped, you know, and it was like, oh, and, and Rick Rude being on two shows at the same time. Yeah, and you're going, wait, what? How yeah. is that? How, yeah. <laughs> Like and it's like and it's like oh but this is live and that's not live okay so you know I guess for me it's just a logic and a production thing for me you know having that degree and and knowing what we're doing let's I understand KFA let's protect it but also let's be a little bit more logical with our thought process in it because we know that some of these even a casual fan is going to go logically like they're not going to try to go to Saudi Arabia overnight are they like and because I mean you'd have to land and be getting into the match off the plane 
you know, really to do something like that, you know, because well, of the they link. cross the international date line and they outside and they reverse time. Yeah. Right. Or Superman, it, you know, or whatever. But um, I look, I don't know. I just, uh, I agree with you. Smackdown last night for a tape, go home show in a, in Saudi Arabia. This was interesting. I think they did some interesting things. Um, I think it was one of the better go home shows for a taped, you know, Saudi Arabia show that they've done in a while. Um, it's, it's definitely interesting in that aspect. So, but, uh, I mean, before we go into SmackDown a little bit, I wanted to talk to you because the official announcement came, AEW collision that, you know, was announced, uh, this week by Tony Khan. They're going to start in Chicago, but no reference to CM Punk. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, the, you know, speculations abroad is that they're trying to keep that kayfabe and, you know, oh, hey. We're just we're just we're just doing it at the United Center in Chicago. We're right. not, you know, whatever. But what one, I guess the question is, is this a smart move to have now a third show for AEW? Um, and then two, do you feel like CM Punk will be there this first night? And should they advertise it or should they not? Um, the the latter point, if they're starting the new show in Chicago in the United Center and CM Punk isn't there. It would be a debacle of epic proportions. It, 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 that might actually be worse than the media scrum itself. Um, so yeah, he he'll be there. They they have they have reconciled to the extent they can. Mm-hmm. How long that detente will last, I don't know. Um, I find, the reason that my little header there or below my name, the only one who got it right, is because I am the only one in the media wrestling media universe that I am aware of. They got it right. Everyone else was saying contract extension, a billion dollars, $1.2 billion. Uh, one person, I think it was uh, Alvarez, said, no, I heard it's it's three years for $100 million a year. The only person said there's no extension. They're not going to be on streaming. Nothing's going on Max, not the PLEs, nothing. Mm-hmm. Maybe All In has a shot at it, but that's not a done deal either. Right. Um, and there's not this big money contract. And not only is Collision not getting any more money, but what I'm telling the world is that Tony Khan bought the time. He he's, yeah. he's paid for that time. And so now it comes out that there's no new terms to the contract. So what people think that, that Warner Brothers is, is giving him that time for free or that he's giving them the, the show for, for free and that they want it. That's not how consideration works. And then that's not how business works. No, he Nobody wants that time slot. It's going to be pre. It's going to be preempted just the, just as much as Rampage for the same reasons. NHL, NBA, and it's going to face stiffer competition in the NFL, college football, college basketball, and frankly, you know, some of us fuddy duddies who don't go out a lot of the time on on Friday night. Last night being an exception for me. It was a wedding. Don't worry. Um, we still go out on Saturday nights. I, yeah. You know that that's. Dinner night, movie night, whatever, whatever it is, go to friends' night. You know, even us older folks go out on Saturday nights. So it's mm-hmm. and and younger people absolutely go out. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a dead zone. This is this is a dead TV zone. Um, so I, I'm just taking my victory laps wherever because people say you have no sources, you don't know anything. And you know, what? I do have some sources, but I also have common sense. Mm-hmm. One show that's that's just drip. That's just a, a, a giving up viewers in a straight line and another show rampage which now can't even get over three hundred thousand most of the time um and the suffering battle of the belts that, that has lost complete steam and nobody even cares about it mm-hmm. um and they and a network conglomerate that declined ring of honor 
what what piece of logic did you you know led you to believe that that this company is getting a huge increase a huge extension and another tv show for big money like like what part of besides that you love the promotion makes you believe that i mean i understand why you would want that but what what makes you think that that, that would happen when they have stores and stores of library that they can just put on there at no cost and collect advertising fees so right, right. anyway so i'm the only one that got right so there there's my opinion on the announcement i'm he came as close to honesty as as he could. He never does. I don't. What I don't know is whether or not Warner Brothers picked up the 2024 extension and this arrangement continues through 2024, mm. or if they will actually negotiate something with some more money for not just Rampage and Dynamite, but also Collision too. Right. I would love to see the AEW pay per views and special events go on Max. I have Max. I don't, you know, I don't like paying $60 for pay-per-views, especially like the one that's coming up tomorrow that I don't want to see. I don't want to watch it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think yeah, I think that's you know kind of the hard thing because we've gotten so used to with WWE for their $9.99 a month subscription, and you can watch, you know, PLEs and you know, these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you really wanted to, uh I think it just it's a steady stream of income for for AEW rather than these fluctuating oh costs. And let's be honest, even even at their height, WWE's pay per views were still significantly not as expensive as AEW seemed to be on these pay per views. You know, uh, that's that's been my biggest thing. Is I see some of these costs for these AEW pay per views, I'm like, there's no fucking way in hell I'm paying for that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. You know, the pricing on these things are just uh, crazy. Um, so, uh, but before we get going, I want to say this. Uh, the Saudi show today is live at 1 p.m. Media M5 because he was asking that question. Um, yeah. You know, so we are going to try to, you know, get this done so that you can go watch your uh, Night of Champions, your knock. Uh, and that's why I'm calling myself Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, no. So, um, Yippee motherfucker. Um, yeah, you know, come and join right. the party, pal. Yeah, we look, we're behind a paywall. We can say that kind of stuff, you know. Um, anyway, um, and then, uh, yes, the other thing, the AEW video game is coming out on the 27th of June. Um, again, this is one of those things where. You know, having seen it, it's got more of that retro kind of vibe to it. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you follow video games as much or or anything like that. But do you feel like this is another like way for Tony Khan to reach that younger audience and try to maybe have another source of income? And or is this more like, well, I've got all these guys who were gamers on my roster. Let me appease them by creating this video game because they had the gambling game. They had the mobile app. They look, they've come out with a whole bunch of stuff gaming wise, but it feels like there's been like on the roster. And I mean, not WWE does it, but Austin Creed does it. That's his thing. And he uses WWE wrestlers. This is AEW putting their muscle behind this with their wrestlers and production and everything along those lines. And Tony Khan, What's the reality of something like this making them any money or being any kind of revenue stream for them? Well, I mean, I, I think it will be a revenue stream. I think it'll be a revenue stream in the beginning. I don't know that it will be in the end. I, I assume that there's buy-ins, like level-up things that people pay for, and, mm-hmm. and 
but I don't, I'm not really a gamer, so I don't know. Um, the, the reviews on this game seem to be less than excited that it's, it looks to be like 10 or 15 year old uh, graphics and technology. And, um, but the biggest issue with this is that Tony Khan self-financed this instead of licensing it out to EA sports and let them do it and get a royalty. They developed the game internally. So he, he's paid tens of millions of dollars for this. So, Revenue isn't the same thing as profit. So to get the sunk cost back from this in a video game is, is going to mean it's got to be, you know, priced pretty high. And, and you know, the, the thing about younger fans is that they have pirate codes and they share with each other. And they, they so I, I don't know that he'll make his money back. I don't think he will, but I don't know that much about video games. But if the game isn't that good. I mean, it took them three years to put this game together. So what are they going to do? Take, you know, three years between each iteration or, or continue to try to self-finance uh, improvements, knowing that the team they had took three years to put this together? I don't know. I mean, right. there's a reason why no one else makes their own games. The NFL doesn't. The NBA doesn't. WWE doesn't. The FIFA doesn't. Star Wars doesn't. Nobody makes their own games. They license it out. It's because it's hard and and so the, you know they get whatever they get their royalty whatever and the wrestlers get their you know get paid for the likeness. I have no idea what his deal is with his wrestlers. What you know mm -hmm. if he if he pays them for their likenesses you know in any form in their regular contract and their regular pay or if they earn a royalty on an ongoing basis from this. I mean, I don't know. I I, I find it hard to believe. Seeing everything I've seen from Tony Khan and sort of putting breadcrumbs together. I have a feeling he was probably very generous to the wrestlers, which is great, but means that he's never going to actually make money, but he's never going to admit. He's only going to tell you the high point. We sold you know, 2.7 million versions of Fight Forever in the in the first week, you know, and then and then you're never going to hear numbers again. You'll never hear because it's not publicly traded company. You don't have to. So right. Um, but I mean, you know, if you've already spent the money, I guess new money still counts. Like you know, if, if I look if if I lost $500 at, at a casino, you know, and then three weeks later they give me, you know, a $40 credit. It's still $40. I mean, you know, right. so I, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I, I think everything with that company is it's, it's like in a fast moving dusty whirlwind. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I guess that's the, from the outside, having some idea of business and finance and everything, it just feels like there's a lot of moves being made that, aren't gonna be they're more clout moves than they are like money moves like it's more of i'm gonna spend a shit ton of money so that people know my name but it's gonna cost him more in the long run because of that than actually make him any kind of money whatsoever granted i know we've talked about before well he's a billionaire he can do whatever he wants with his money right. so that's fine but at the same time too i i i don't know rich people who just freely spend their money like that either um either. you know I, I i don't under and of course i've never and i never will be wealthy enough to understand the fact where i can drop 15 million dollars and be like okay yeah that was cool like and by the way i do know rich people who have done that and guess what they're no longer rich or they're in federal prison or both right you know and that's that's the whole point is i, I don't see the sustainability of this for this company which Tony Khan and AEW are tied hand to get in and fist. So if the, as Tony goes, the, the company goes, there's no, there's no financial sounding and backing behind this thing where it could sustain itself without Tony Khan. 
And then, where unlike WWE, WWE has been built. There's a board of directors. We even saw Vince getting removed, and WWE is still able to move forward. It took a long time and years of building and the structure to be put in place and the infrastructure. And you know, I, we just don't see that with AEW. And I just, it, it that's I'm not saying that AEW is going to go away in the next five years. No, he's too rich. I mean, he he's yeah. not he's not a he's not a multimillionaire. He. I mean, he legitimately has, you know, somewhere between one and two billion dollars. I mean, a lot of it is tied up, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you can borrow money forever when you've got, right. you know, collateral in, in, in certain things and that much money. But I right. mean, I've done the math on this and, I, you know, make, whatever, make up whatever numbers you make. I mean, they do bring in revenue, no matter what you say. So if you yeah, spend $200 million a year, makes $100 million a year. He's losing $100 million a year. But right. if he's worth one and a half billion dollars, that's fifteen. That that's not even fifteen percent of his. That's about what seven and a half, eight percent of his. How, yeah. how many of us spend eight percent of our income a year on our hobbies? Well, right. he does it twenty four seven. So you know, as long as money's coming in and he's you know earning five percent on the rest of the money, he can do this forever. And lest we forget that one of the that he's got another security and that his father's worth eleven and a half billion dollars. So he's probably going to inherit you know, half of that. Uh, even even if his father says, my son's a dumbass and it's going to be under a trust and then someone else is going to be the trustee, he's still going to be a beneficiary of a trust worth $11.5 billion. So he will always be fine. He will always be extraordinarily rich. He will always be in the top 0.1% of the 1%. Um, forget about the other 99% of the world out there. Right. So, good on him. I mean, listen, yeah. I... I, I I spend money on stupid things. Is eight percent of my income? Probably, if I added it up all together, it probably is. You know, it's just this, and this is what he's doing all the time. So he doesn't need other things. Yeah, yeah. So um, allergy uh, season. That's no, all no, Just allergy season. No, I I thought I saw some white, you know, on your finger, but I was just making sure. I can't uh, afford that shit. <laughs> Speaking of things we can't afford. Uh, but I do want to acknowledge the chat this morning. Good morning, Medium 5 and the vet who was here earlier. And, of course, Scott Woodford has made an appearance. So it is a good morning so far to all of you. Uh, I guess, friends. Yes, I guess, Jeff, because we want to make sure that we're done in time because it's, I think, oh. 1 Eastern noon, uh, my time, that we want to make sure that we cover Night of Champions before Night of Champions starts. Let's talk a little uh smackdown and if there's other things that pop up this week that we want to talk about as a reminder we could do that but um let's talk smackdown uh as i said this this is a tape show from it was taped last week right after smackdown boy the fans who had to do that and sit through two smackdowns on, and i'm sure they had main events still and some other things to record um I, that's a lot but this was from columbia south carolina the colonial life arena um and uh, michael cole and wade barrett were our commentary team last night and the opening match, there was, um, you know, they just hey, we got we're at the Colonial Life, we're 24 hours away from Night of Champions. Here we go, and then Sheamus and uh, Austin Theory kick it off for us. Um, once again, Sheamus just showing that he makes everybody look good. You know, I, look, it, this was a good opening match. I'm I'm gonna say it. It was a good opening match. I felt like, um, you know, Austin Theory, Sheamus made Austin Theory step up his game. It was very well done. You're not going to make, you know, Sheamus doesn't need this title. 
but it makes Austin look that much better. And Sheamus was able to get everything in, and Austin comes away with the sneaky win as he does. Uh, everything is right in the world as it should be in the storytelling process, but it was a good match in the way. Um, I know I just kind of told everything, but Jeff, what did you what did you see? Was there anything that stood out in this match that made you go, "Yeah, I like that." That that was a, that was a good thing in this match. Well, one, the South Carolina crowd, they they kept up the energy. I mean, I know yeah. that they were piped in noise as well. There always is. But they they kept up the energy. The, the, the place wasn't empty. People were there. I don't know if they got incentives. I don't know if they got tickets to a future event, whatever it was. Right. They, they were with it. I know Fight Night gets people, you know, propped up. But mm -hmm. the, the, the subtext to this match, aside from being a slobber knocker, and it was a back-and-forth match, and you, you correctly stated that both performers did very well in Sheamus. I mean, like – for the last five years, he's been an MVP as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I agree. Um, and he's had good matches to great matches. That, and and his his style hasn't changed much. Anyway, the the, the, the subtext of this match is that the, the brawling brutes are out there with him, but they really weren't getting involved in the match. They were staying in one corner. And part-time, I was wondering why and how are they going to have Austin Theory go over when, you know, Sheamus has his two seconds. Well, of course, it became obvious when Pretty Deadly came out and they made a menace of themselves and did – they distracted the brawling brutes and Sheamus, which allowed Austin Theory to sneak the win. So yep. there you go. Austin Theory won as a heel should, very Dominicky Mysterio. Um, and and pretty deadly that made their appearance known. And it's gonna continue that feud with the brawling brutes and pretty deadly. And I guess at some point pretty deadly's gonna have to recruit a third person to you know counter Sheamus. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It, this is fun. You know, listen, people love Pretty Deadly. I don't love Pretty Deadly, but I like Pretty Deadly. And yeah. and, and the vet I, loves Pretty Deadly. I, I appreciate that that people love I, I like it when people love people that, that I don't necessarily love as well, because that's what makes it interesting. Here's a right. few extents. I, I get annoyed with people who tell me Orange Cassidy is the best wrestler in the world. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but if you think it's still funny, okay, whatever. I yeah, I just don't need to see him opening a show, you know. 50 out of 52 weeks, you know, and having 20 man matches. I don't need that. Um, right, right. But Pretty Deadly is a fun act. Uh, and I'd be interested to see who their third is going to be. And you know what hit it for me when, when they were in NXT and they put Lash Legend with them for like four weeks. And I'm just like, this is gold. This is great. Why, yeah. why ever break the, them up? And the reason's obvious because Lash Legend is like five foot ten, statuesque, beautiful. And they want her to be a wrestler, not a valet. I, I get it. Um, but I would love, like, Hit Row, I mean, which we'll get to them soon. They got to go out the door. But keep B-Fab. I think putting B-Fab with Pretty Deadly, that could work. Maybe that could be a similar mm -hmm. dynamic. Or have her save the sinking ship that already is the Grayson Waller effect. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that's, oh, that's, oh. Because you never know what combination of personalities is just going to click and be magic. I mean, you right. put any hot blonde with Otis and it seems to work, but it's not yeah. that easy in most cases. Right. Yeah. No. And I mean, it, but I mean, this was, this is going to, I think, lead to a very interesting setup. Like you said, needing a third person to distract Seamus while um, Ridge and uh, Pete go after, you know, the Pretty Deadly crew. I think that's going to be a fun story to tell. And, uh, you know, we got, we got a good match out of this at the end of the day. You know, I mean, you know, we we got the we got twenty five beats at the Bodron, you know, for Sheamus, and then um, you know, Brittany Deadly comes in, and then woohoo, 
and they run um, through the crowd. And and, and yeah. if, if there's one thing to re-energize a section of the crowd is the four wrestlers running through the crowd. Running through the crowd on the hard cam, man. That'll get you going real quick. Um, I, I, I just cracked myself up because I, I thought of something. And so that if I, people saw me laugh at a strange place, that, that that's why. Sorry. No, no. That, that's Look, any, if you pop yourself, you got to just stop and tell us what it is because... Um, uh, uh, I would love to, except I've already forgotten. Oh, okay. But it'll come back to me. I'm very yeah. old. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, right. Through, I mean, I saw this last the last two nights. You know, with graduations, it's graduation, right? Like some like these kids have made impressive milestones. They've they've graduated high school. Very cool. A great job. I get it. So some kids maybe they're the first graduates in their family, or it's not a common thing. But it's amazing to me the behavior of people at graduations you know people are trying to talk or give speeches and they're like "Woo, let's go jeffrey and jeffrey's not even giving the speech it's like shut the fuck up this person has earned the right to talk right. stop trying to yell at your kid or then like last night uh, it wasn't in a big place it was in a church and so the kids are walking down the aisle and i swear to god the amount of people who were trying to shake hands and touch the graduates and all that kind of as they're walking down the aisle i'm like what the fuck are you doing? Like, look, you you live with it. You see them. Okay, cool. Give them the high five after. Let them focus on the graduation part. Stop fucking you doing, you know. But people get all jazzed up when something like that happens. And, I mean, it makes sense in wrestling. But at a fucking graduation, knock that shit off. You know, I mean, right. be pretend like you've been to a graduation before. Anyway, that's my aside. That was like small rant. But in the sense of the... People like being involved or feeling involved, mm -hmm. and in graduation, like with the graduation, with this, whenever something comes through the crowd or people are there, and you can shout something, they're involved now. Cool, that's great, you know. And right. you've got this crowd going, and so uh, that is always a good thing, especially if they're on a, it's a, it's a taped event, and you're having to like, you know, re-energize this crowd after having watched a SmackDown or wherever they did it, and that's been more that that's sort of a hallmark of what triple h has been doing rather than late term vince i mean going back to just having jay uso show up in, in the crowd or or whatever you know and and he knows that that's something you you get the crowd excited when there's a wrestler there and then and they're the ones they're in on it before the spotlight hits them and and that's sort of a, a triple h thing that he's done so i mean I, I know people still like to say vince is in charge of doing everything but the truth is, Triple H doesn't book much different than Vince. Frankly, he doesn't book all that different from Tony Khan in some ways. Right. Um, and neither of them book all that different than Billy Corgan or, you know, maybe Scott Demore is a little bit more clever than, than the rest of them, but he has to be. Um, you know, it, it, yeah. it just is what it is. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what, what's what's our next segment? Where we go next? Next next segment is the backstage uh, segment with the bloodline, um, where uh, Roman Reigns tells Paul Heyman to speak, and he he tells, and so then Paul's like, "The tribal chief, I'm sorry that Jimmy and Jay can't, um, you know, join them in Night of Champions, um, but he wants them to join them next week when they celebrate a thousand days of Roman Reigns' history, history historic title run." And uh, Jimmy uh, says to Jay that he doesn't know what the issue is and he gets up to get something to eat and Roman says he's uh, asked where he's going to sit down and Jimmy won't sit down and then Roman gets to his feet and he tells him to remember back when they were kids he whooped Jimmy and then he'll do it now 
Jimmy will obey him, and Jay gets up and leads Jimmy off before anything happens. So we had that segment right there, just continuing to show that divide and the defiance between the Usos and Roman and Solo. Especially because, Jimmy this time around. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it's just the idea that, you know, Roman is, it's, it's almost like now he's trying to hold on the bloodline so tightly that it's slipping through his grasp. And right. it's that idea that he's, He's doing these things, and later that'll play into the end of the night a little he's, bit more. He's leaning into despot mode rather yeah. than benevolent chief mode. Um, <clears throat> but there were a few things that were interesting. First of all, <clears throat> when they first did this, I'm like, groan. But by yeah. the end, I, I found it compelling. I mean, right. you know, these guys can act, um, yeah. at least in this little world. But that, you know, Paul made it clear that the Usos were not making the trip to Saudi Arabia with them. Which is probably a lie. They're good. They're probably going to show right. up, and they're probably going, you know, because they've been there gonna... before, right? Um, and I mean, hell, if Sammy can get, be in Saudi Arabia now, then I'm sure Jimmy and Jay, with all their drunken assness, can be there. Well, uh, Sammy could always go. He wouldn't go. He refused. He he was the one who said it. It wasn't the, that he was being banned by. Well, I, anyway. I thought it was something about like because he's Syrian, and there was like Syria and Saudi Arabia were. At yeah, all, but, it, or something like but it was his choice because okay. he was Syrian. He, 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 there were some issues there, and I know yeah. all of it. And I know that recently Syria was let back into the Arab League, and and maybe right. that's a bigger deal than I make of it. But I think that the, because they were let back into the Arab League, not only did it reestablish diplomatic ties, but I think what it did is unlock the the door to financial aid that's that's right. coming in from from some of the Gulf states. I think that's the big deal. Anyway. Right. We're not here for geopolitics, no. uh, and 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 I'm really speculating. This is something I know very little about, right. um, and I know that there are people out there saying, "Jeff, you talk about things you know very little about all the time." True, but this is something I know that I know very little about. Uh, AKA but, the Garden of Doom. Check it out. That's right. Uh, yeah, the Garden of Doom is all based on me talking to people who do know what they're talking about, so right. that I learn a little bit and can pretend that I learn it, and I retain seven percent of it. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so I, I thought that this was pretty compelling. It's now Jimmy playing the role of the the disgruntled child, um, but I didn't want to like it. But I ended up liking it, and I ended up being fairly captivated by it. Right. I mean, and and that was the thing. It was like you said. It, it was just like okay, another segment. But by the end of it, I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like, yeah, whoa, all right. And yeah. So on the background, just between them, the camera shot was great, and he's just like this. Yeah. Yeah, just being that Indian store, that Indian store, uh, or no, no, I'm sorry. The cigar store, store Indian. Cigar store Indian, kind of like Larry Zabisco, um, but it works. I mean, the menacing one. Yes, you know, it, it's, it, it works for me on how that happens. And so I I personally, again, it's, it's there are times where I just, I want to hate these segments, but they always seem to find a way to make it somewhat impelling and, and continuing the story where people are like, Oh my God, I can't believe the story is still going on. And I'm going, I'm so glad it is because They're it's, good. it's been one of the best things they've done in a They're while. Good. So, uh, but this then in turn leads to Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi Blackheart, um, who are now in a tag match versus damage control um, for the titles. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um. Okay, because apparently I know Liv is hurt and Dakota's hurt, right. um, and they both got hurt in that the the last match they had together. And Dakota's um, gone for a year, right? 
Yeah, I, I don't know what Liv's status is. I don't either. Um, they haven't but really said. Is, it. But this is the same arm, so you know that this could this this can start getting into Chris Statlander. You know, sort of perennially, you need to be careful, right. kind of thing. Yeah, and and that's that's kind of the the question is like, oh, like what's going to happen? But I, you know, the interesting thing is it makes sense because you, damage control is a trio group. So Bailey, of course, and EO Sky working together and going after these titles. But then it's like, instead of having a tournament and saying, we need to, you know, put the, well, now let's just shove Shotzi Blackheart in with Raquel Rodriguez, you know? And I mean, I, I get it. Like at one point I know that they were a team like is Raquel Rodriguez, like the new singular Freebird, where we just stick whoever with her in a tag team so we can right. keep the title on her the entire time so she can walk out showing off her back and putting her belt on the wrong way so that it 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 I, look I she should wear one of those like placards that you hang over both sides you say we'll be your tag team partner for food right yeah yeah right i mean that's that's exactly kind of how it feels like right now that she's she's I just that person to- I would have preferred a tournament too, and they could, and they drafted, you know, Caden uh, Karna, Katana Chance on the NXT Women's Champions, Isla Dawn, and Alba Fire. They could have put right. some teams together, and made this interesting. But no, they went the lazy route. But yeah, this this match, <coughs> you know, you know, at least to further the story of EO and uh, Bailey splitting. You don't need Dakota right. Kai for that. Um, you know, maybe you could see Bailey try to recruit new people. I mean, there's plenty of people on that roster doing nothing that, that, mm-hmm. that are around. They have a lot of people doing nothing. And, like, if if you're, like, I, I, listen, I'm not advocating for any of these people. I'm just, these are just people I can think of off the, but if you're, like, Lacey Evans or Emma or Tegan Knox, who I think are all on SmackDown, Tamina, who have nothing else to do, wouldn't you be, like, just put us in damage control and new damage control. Let you know, let's let us be Bailey's heavies or whatever. But right. this is another thing. I didn't want to like this match. I didn't want to care about this match, but it actually was pretty good. And I know it was a little bit sloppy, but I don't mind that so much because it makes it look realer. And the end was a little bit sloppy with the you know the, the, the miscommunication didn't exactly look like a miscommunication. I think something happened where I think Shotzi was maybe supposed to hit. Raquel and then continue forward and, and hit EO at the same time. And but the momentum mm-hmm. is going to take Raquel over into the pinning predicament where she got Bailey. I'm not exactly sure what the ending was, but maybe Bailey thought that EO was supposed to just hit Raquel and and EO thought she saw Shotzi coming and decided to hit her. But I actually I thought this match was actually sort of exciting. And I I don't really like damage control. I never liked damage control. They never made any sense to me as a group. Um you know, I feel the same about Shotzi as everyone else. I I like her. She's a nice she seems like a nice person. I think if she could get her shit together, you know, if she was more precise, she could be a fun wrestler to watch. And I want her to do well, but she's she seems a little bit dangerous sometimes. Like Jimmy and I were arguing on Machismo a little bit. You know, she did that tope suicida through the ropes mm-hmm. and it was great. And Jimmy's like, Yeah, but she was inches away from from missing. I'm like, Well, isn't that every move? I mean but she wasn't. Yeah. She was precise, and she's not known for precision. So kudos. No. Just take it. Anyway, I sort of again. I was surprised. I sort of enjoyed this match. I mean, I have to be honest. A lot of times, I fast forward. Like I, on my, I have like four levels of fast forward on on TV. So I just do it on one. So it's like you know, one second is four seconds. Right. Um, I'm like, 
Yeah, I, I, I opted to watch it. I'm like, it's pretty good. So, so I, I liked it. And the, the, you know, the former champs or half champs won. I mean, I think we all think that Shayna and Ronda are going to come out on top with these belts, which I think is probably a great thing for these belts mm-hmm. uh, to have a dominant team. But I enjoyed this. I, despite myself. Yeah, I look. I wanted to be like, all right, cool. But like, part of me is uh, Shotzi is a human disappointment when it comes into the ring. Uh, like, look, I she she tries shit all the time, and more than half the time it doesn't work, and it looks bad and it's sloppy, and that's my problem with it. Is she's more concerned about the cool factor than the 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 fundamental factor? It feels like you know, and and I would rather someone be a little bit more boring and have fundamentals and see the things. And so it looks crisp and clean every time, not like, Whoa, what's going to happen with Shotzi? I mean, granted, I understand some people like that because it's that crash TV um, because it's like, Oh, well, what's going to happen? Is she going to get it right? Is she not? But Hmm. I don't need to see that because if she hurts somebody, I don't, I don't need to see that. And that's the concern with her half the time. She's going to either hurt herself or hurt somebody else, which are two factors of when I have to report somebody, um, you know, as a mandatory reporter in the state of Texas, if a kid divulges to me, they intend to hurt themselves or hurt someone else, I have to call the proper authority. So at times it's like, should I call somebody about Shotzi? Um, because she's intending to hurt herself or hurt someone else with this move. <laughs> so but, far. Yeah. Right. But I mean, yeah, and I mean, to me, and then Ra- Raquel Rodriguez, she's just, she, she's just she's a, sort of klutzy. Yeah, like I mean, like her boyfriend. Right, yeah, of, yeah, of, of course. I mean, it's just again, it's that she is that um, attraction feature. She's not a champ. She's not she like the charisma is not there. She, she doesn't have it. She's just kind of this big goofy girl, and and that's the other bad part is. They're not even accentuating the girl part. They're accentuating her like bodybuilding, whatever, which is cool and all to be different. But but her physique isn't that impressive. Right. I mean, she's not yeah. Jay Cargill out there. No, and I mean that's the thing. It's so confusing. And and then but she's like it's one thing to have a, a body, but also have a little bit of charisma. She doesn't have either. Right. And and so um, look, I, I I just so that this pairing of this team whatever damage control i'm whatever with i i've been waiting for the breakup for the last few weeks yeah. i'm hoping that now that dakota's hurt that this brings us back about and i mean i would say you know i know you mentioned tegan knox tegan doesn't make sense because she hates you know she hates mm-hmm. um dakota kai because of the whole nxt thing and the backstabbing of that but well, Lacey maybe, Evans, maybe that, listen i'm not advocating for tegan knox in this no no the wrong wrestler but the story could be she hates Dakota Kai so much she wants to take her spot. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, kick her out of that. I mean, I Lacey Evans, I think, makes sense. You know, uh damage control. You know, Marie. Lee, yeah, Zyli. But like she's an assassin, or she's supposed to be. We never see her. She's right. so she, maybe she's always there. She's a ninja. We just, we just, can't just see never her. see her. Right. Right. But that's she's, she's that good. She's Chinese, she's not Japanese. So, you know, the Chinese version of a ninja. Japanese to train in ninjutsu. True. True. I mean, how many American Ninja movies did you watch in the eighties? I watched one. I did. I know there were more than one, but I watched one. Well, I watched them all. So yeah. okay, there you go. Um, but you know, I, I, as much as I tried, Wasn't Highlander in one of those. 
guy played Tarzan? I can't remember his name anymore because he was going to be a big star, but then stopped being a big star. Oh, oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was in one of those American Ninja movies. I think he was the bad guy. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. Greystoke, the legend of Tarzan. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe I can't remember who played Highlander. Jesus, you know, this is... Oh, oh. And guys, oh. for those of you who think I was... The only thing I drank last night at the wedding was two Coca-Colas and one. Now, sugar and caffeine does more for me these days than alcohol does. Right. And we, you know, it was a country wedding. I had to drive and all that stuff. But, but this a hangover is not the the excuse for for me being Biden esque. Yeah. Um. I, are you talking about TV show Highlander or movie show Highlander? No, no. That was Adrian. Uh, I think it's uh, Adrian Paul was his name for the TV show, right? Right. He was right. he was Connor McCloud, not Duncan McCloud. Right. Or, yeah, no, yeah, he yeah. was Duncan McCloud, not Connor McCloud. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh oh man, I, I know something. Lambert, Lambert, Lambert. Christopher, Christopher Lambert, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway. So <laughs> no, we now we can move forward. Yeah, now, now, yeah. now we can move on. And move on from this. Um, and of course we did see that EO at the end of this match because they lost. Um, I don't think we even said that, but yeah, Raquel and Shotzi won this match. Uh, Ooh, Bailey might be a fun little match. That, I think that would be fun. Um, EO and apologizes to Bailey, and um, you know, and then we have video package on Seth, um, and then AJ Styles highlight reel, um, and then Hit Road comes to the ring, and uh, We're wearing the face mask, a la Swerve. Yeah, like mm, okay. How, um, how, how do you how, how do you say? We're still co- trying to be you without saying we're trying to still trying to be you. Right. Yeah. It just like and it looked cringy. It looked super cringy. Like I don't know why. Because I remember when Swerve. Why, did why it. were they going to rob? Were they trying to rob a bank? I don't know. I don't I mean, know. Weren't they faces last I saw? Now I mean that's clearly a heel thing. I will say this: B Fab looks be fabulous. Yeah, I agree with jabronis. That. I mean, listen, you can keep Ashante the Adonis as like, you know, uh, you know, one of your hard jobbers who, mm-hmm. you know, like Ali, who like every two or three years you give him a winning streak. But Top Dollar, he, he he just doesn't have it. No, no, he doesn't. I mean, you know, I just, I don't know. So, but the good thing is that they're making their wear out because Ashante the Adonis is going to battle Cameron Grimes um, in a match that just, again, kind of thrown together. Um, fine. They said yeah. it was on, from social media. I don't. I don't know how, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, we. This is. It, it wasn't a, a long match. It was. It was something to, in between here. Um, yeah. I mean, so really, it wasn't like it was anything wrong or you could do anything much to it. But Cameron Grimes gets the win because hey, he's our new NXT guy. So let's you know get okay. him going and forward. But again, the the purpose Two of this words. match. Huh? Two, two legit wins. He's got two. He's two for two. Yeah. You know, I, I, the crowd seemed to react to him this time. They mm-hmm. didn't. I mean, I'm sure some of the noise was piped in, but but they seemed to react to him. But he's uh, also from North Carolina, so there is probably some bleed over from having run that territory, you know, mm-hmm. early on. You would, so, you would think so, but last the last time he was on last week, which was in the same when he was doing a backstage segment, look, there was no reaction from the crowd. Now. Usually they put it on the jumbotron or the right. tron. maybe they didn't this time, but you can hear the crowd pop from from the gorilla position or the backstage segment. But anyway, right. yeah, yeah, like but, but that's, you're right. I, 
you know, that's I think backstage segments are hard to pop for in general either. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. But the whole purpose was this to build up to what they led to, which was as he's celebrating at the top of the ramp, Baron Corbin comes out and he celebrates taking him down. Um, even though he was embarrassed two weeks ago with how fast that was. Um, so the idea is Baron Corbin and Cameron Grimes aren't quite done yet. And so, you know, which look, Baron Corbin is a good guy, especially for a young guy like this. I mean, I know he's not young, young, but for a new face like this to have to overcome, to get that way into, you know, getting people to like him and everything like that. Cause I'm everybody can give him that young. Yeah. But well, He's not. I don't think he's that old I, either. I, mean, I would not be surprised if he wasn't older than Baron Corbin. They're probably both like yeah. thirty-two to thirty-four. But Cameron, I mean, I remember Cameron Grimes as Trevor Lee. Yeah, I do too. And like a while back, like yeah, he, he was in Impact uh, TNA, maybe. But uh, he was trained by the Hardys. I mean, that's that's the whole yeah. thing. So he's but, born in ninety-three. So he's twenty-nine years old. So he, okay. okay. So he he probably was the Hardys. Like he started at probably like sixteen or something like that. Yeah, and um, you know, um, this is a this is a fine low card feud, which is where he should be. And listen, the law is in WWE: if you're a woman, you you start off with Natty. If you're a man, you either start off with Baron Corbin, The Miz, or Dolph Ziggler. Right, that's the law. And And sometimes you go through all three of them. Yeah, and and that's fine. And I mean. It's a good start for you, especially if you're trying to build him up to something, which I'm fine with because he's, you know, I think he's a good, solid mid to upper mid card guy, you know, mm-hmm. that could could really, but he, he definitely has some charisma behind him that makes you want to like him. So, and guess what? I know people aren't going to be happy with this, but I'm pretty sure that that's going to be Asuka's role mm-hmm. probably two years from now if she, if she still stays stateside. Right. She, she, she's going to be the one who's the gatekeeper that says, yeah, this person has it or no, they don't. Right. And so uh, we get a video package about Oscar hitting Bianca with the blue mist. Um, and then, of course, the botch spot where Belair avoided another dose of the mist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you want to say that or not, but OK, fine. Um, you know, and then well, they well, have. Well, she botched it in the promo. She said she did it twice, which doesn't yeah. mean she avoided it, but she clearly mm-hmm. avoided. So why? I, I mean. Bianca's promo was off. I mean, she was just off. She was, she, she, like, she forgot her place. She'd say, I, this Asuka, I respected old Asuka and I could respect her. I mean, this, this was, it wasn't all over the place. It was in the same place just over and over again. This was no good. Right. Yeah. No, this was not a very good promo by her at all. And I mean, uh, the fact that they haven't just switched over these titles yet, because she's still the Raw Women's Champ on SmackDown. Like, uh, come on, you you said on the eighth the rosters are going to be switched, so just switch the goddamn titles already. All yeah. right, like, don't you do know? where the people go, okay, and they just switch it, have Triple H or Adam Pierce or whatever say, This is the solution, they're still champ, and just and just switch them, you know. Right. But and just say, Don't worry, your title reign with the raw title, the number of days tax onto this title, you know. We're not right. going to penalize anyone just because they're on the show. The board of directors met, and we've decided that that's the way it's going to be, right. Yeah, and so um, which would actually sort of be a fun like if you re- if this Rhea thing and Dominic thing ran its course, if you had Rhea starting to add on a year to her title run, I've been your champion for fourteen months. Then was like, she won it at WrestleMania, right? Two months ago, nope, I'm your fourteen month champion. Or so you know, it's, it's right it's a silly heel gimmick thing to get heat. 
Sure, why not? So, uh, and then so as she's coming down to make her way to do this promo, we did forget the part that WWE congratulates John Cena and Batista for being number one and number two in the movie box office, respectively. Um, you know, so anyway, uh, and like you said, this this move this promo was awful. Oscar comes out, and you know, um, again in like, sensible slacks and 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 a blouse, like she's working yeah. in the secretarial pool. Yeah, but then she sneaks into the ring and she applies the cross arm breaker, but officials break it up. Um, you know, and it, it's just oh, uh, so Asuka goes for the KOD and lands on officials. Uh, it, it was um, a mess. It, yeah, like it, it was like look, just give the give the goddamn title to Asuka. I love Asuka. Like right now, I don't care that she doesn't speak English. She's just so fun. And so promotional. I'm, I'm at the point with Bianca now, like, it doesn't feel like she's fun anymore. You know, like, when she first got the title and they were making the momentum, she felt fun. She doesn't feel that way anymore at all. She's, and, she's like Ron Breaker. She's one, she's just, she's just the jock, you yeah. know, and, and she's the happy, you know, confident jock. And there's nothing wrong with that. She's mm-hmm. had a, an excellent title reign of now 13 months or so. Um, I don't think they're going to put the title on Asuka, but I, I agree. Asuka speaking yeah. angry Japanese. And I've been told by people who speak Japanese, she's just speaking gibberish. She's not making right. anything. But it doesn't matter because she right. sounds angry and it sounds like, like when, when Pentagon used to do his promos in Spanish and not, you know, throw in 92 zero miedos or whatever. And when EO does it, it's great. I yeah, I love when people, when heels do angry promos in their in their own language i don't need to understand it because i know what they're i understood what pentagon meant just by his body language and the look in his contact lens eyes i know what oscar means yeah you've gotten them so pissed that they have to revert to their their native tongue and to just fucking curse you out and be like you know, I right. fucking hate you, you stupid bitch. I'm gonna rip the shit. And but she's doing it all in her name. We don't know, so there's no beeping or blurbing. Right. And I'm, like you said, I know that they're, they're speaking gibberish, but it's that it's just fun and it's endearing. It's right. it, and, it's it's you know, real. It real. The great yeah. Kabuki, the great Muda, Mr. Saito. None of them cut promos. Yokozuna didn't speak. I mm-hmm. mean. And, and and it's not just Japanese either. You you can go to other people with with you know from other languages who didn't speak English or, or didn't speak at all. The missing link. Yeah. Like the boogeyman didn't say anything. Except, you know. I mean. Right. The man. Uh, the boogeyman. Yeah. Right. That's all he said. And, you know. And, and, and and that's the yeah. Look. I, I sometimes having that character that you don't understand or doesn't speak at all. It, it, it especially if they have enough charisma to pull it off with their body language and everything, it's it's fun to have. So uh, what if I the think... berserker and John Nord the Barbarian say, oh, 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 "Yeah, yeah, oh, oh. that's it." Some people don't need to say a goddamn word. I mean, Jackson Jim Duggan, all he has to go, "Ho!" I mean, <laughs> right. and nobody cared about anything else he said as long as he did "Ho," then you know the night was good. Who cares? You exactly. know. I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, anyway. Uh, so we see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are talking. Um, and apparently they're going to have Roman Reigns and Solo Tico on the KO show, which leads into, hey, LA Knight is going to face Rick Boogs. Um, so this is because LA Knight attacked Rick Boogs after losing a tag match against the Street Profits last week. Um, and the Street Profits are going to be on commentary in this match as 
Rick Boogs and LA Knight. I didn't yeah. realize Boogs got drafted to SmackDown because I thought him and Elias were together. Again, this just goes to show how much I paid attention in the draft. Well, Elias is a free agent, not that he, not that he's been being very agent like. And right. I, I realized in hindsight that the Street Profits were. I mean, I know there's a little story there, but the Street Profits were there because you got Cole and and Wade Barrett doing commentary now into the fourth hour. Uh, and they probably need a little bit of break and to give the crowd a little energy. They were right. there. You know, Michael Cole with the street profits always bring the party. Uh, and Wade, you don't, you're not invited. But I actually really enjoyed Wade Barrett and Michael Cole. Like, you know, Michael Cole's like, Wade, you, you were here for 15 years and, and you don't have any friends. And Wade's like, you've been here for 27 years and nobody likes you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought all of that was great. And I know. Yeah. It's- Stupid and sophomoric, but that's wrestling, and I yeah. like some stupid and sophomore. We we all love Caddyshack, Airplane, and the Naked Gun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm serious. Don't call me Shirley. Uh, Shirley, you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. I mean, it it kind of has that vibe to it, which I'm getting into more and more. Uh, I do miss Pat, but I'm I've been more more and more okay with this commentary team uh, because I at love least- Wade Barrett. Look, Wade's Wade's great. I just like I liked the high energy Michael Cole, but you know I feel like it, with this though he's starting to get that vibe with Wade, and it, this is that more classic, um, you know, heel, you know, face, you know, kind of thing, and which harkens back to the Jerry Lawler Michael Cole days, you know, and I, I can I'm okay with that kind of thing. So I'm I'm getting used to it. I enjoy it. Wade Barrett's always been, you know, solid on the on the mic and and uh, especially the commentary. But having that here, I think it made a difference in this crowd because then again, this is a LA night versus you saw them wrestle together. If you're at the show, you saw them wrestle as a tag team, and then this only makes logical sense because you beat each other up. So then 20 minutes or however long later, they come back out and they're gonna wrestle together because you know LA Knight was a dick. Um, and I mean it continues this way. Um, LA Knight. You know, it gets the win. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, but Boogs, man, good lord, that dude. I don't know if it was just what they put him in because, damn, since he's come back from injury, the dude looks freaking jacked. Yeah, I he's mean, he, he's, he's really, really thick. Yeah, like I mean, and don't get me wrong, LA Knight's a big dude and real yeah. cut, but he made him look tiny. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking, holy crap! I was just like. Like and I mean that I mean, but it's like that singlet with the tassels and everything. I mean, it's it's classic eighties look, but so eighties. Oh my god! Yeah, I love it. It's not. I'm not a complaint, but it made him look huge. And when he and when he turns heel, and they give him a manager who who can really sell it, you know, he he's someone who they can have a run with. And like you know, for I I try and keep track of how many people from NXT are on on these main shows. And because people are always criticizing NXT as and making any new shows, and almost everybody on the, on the show came through NXT. Uh, and a lot of people say, "Well, Boogs wasn't NXT, but he was in the Performance Center for a lot of years." Right. And, and, they, and they brought up so like almost you didn't see him there, but he was there. But even if you don't count him, I mean, aside from Sheamus, I think everybody on the show went through NXT. Well, AJ Styles sort of skipped it. Yeah, I mean, Boogs was in NXT for a little bit. Yeah, he he wasn't called Boogs; he was called something else. 
Well, um, he was. It was Eric Buchhagen. Yeah, Buchenheimer. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he he did go through NXT not for a long time though. He wasn't there as long as like LA Knight or some of these other guys. But yeah, I mean, it, he was there for because I remember. And then he did the Night Panther thing for a little while uh, with with um, Old Spice. He was. Oh yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was doing the commercials. Yeah, yeah, and their promo. Yeah, yeah. No, he's listen. He's got personality. He's got big personality. He's clearly got confidence. He's strong. You can do whatever you want with him. And right now, him him losing to LA Knight is a good win for LA Knight that he needed. Why LA Knight is fooling around with the Street Profits and and this whole tag team thing, I'm not exactly sure. I don't get it. I don't care. I, you know, I'm, it, it's a wrestling angle on a wrestling show. Not everyone is in the title picture all the time. Um, and if so, if, if his goal is to get tag team gold and he feels like he has to get a win over the Street Profits to get there, okay, I sort of get that. That makes sense. I don't know how he's going to get a partner where he beat up his last partner, but there's always someone that's, you know, nobody thinks that's going to happen to them. Right. And, I mean, I did think, I think later on in the night, I don't remember if, if, I don't know if it gets talked about in this write-up that I see, but I do know that they mentioned, like, next week, um, there was going to be a uh, two two matches for Money in the Bank, guys and a woman's, and one of the, one of those matches is going to be LA Knight versus Montez Ford. So right. that's probably why this is being the thing because LA Knight is facing Montez Ford for Money in the Bank to to qualify for Money in the Bank. Right, and so, LA Knight is a guy that's perfect for to carry Money in the Bank. Yes, absolutely agreed. perfect. And I know that Montez Ford has star written all over him, but clearly he doesn't want to separate from Angelo Dawkins and why force him? There's, they're a good team, and they work well together. And, yeah, only one of them ha- has has a real chance of being a single star for now. But, you know, if the story right now is going to be Roman, Seth, Cody, AJ, you know, when Orton comes back, you know, Edge, yeah. where he's around, you know, why, why, why force it right now? I mean, you can, you right. can wait a year or two when you need that that – you know, your next generation of, of people to be in there. Right. You know, and so, because uh, we see, like you said, uh, LA Knight says he took out the trash with the Street Profits and they're doing that thing. And then we see Karrion Cross backstage with Scarlet and he holds up a card with AJ Styles on it. And he should be worried how they make Knight of Champions being victimized by Karrion Cross. At this point, we know it's all bullshit because he hasn't victimized anybody. And then, right. but he does the heel thing of saying, look, I took away this and I took away this, even though he didn't win. You know, with Drew McIntyre, I took away this from Rey Mysterio and and things along those lines. Um, What's that gift where Bart Simpson has the cake that says, at least you tried and he throws it into the trash? That's how I feel. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, wasn't he going after Shinsuke? And then, Uh, but Shinsuke got sent to Raw. Wasn't a year ago that he was delivering black roses to Roman? Yeah, right. Like, you know. Like, maybe he should. Maybe he should target like Tozawa first, <laughs> and bury him. Put him in a coffin, or yeah, you know, maybe Tozawa, Cedric. You know, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe like Dolph Ziggler. Maybe, aim a little bit lower, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know. So uh, after that, and AJ makes his way to the ring. We have a, a commercial break with a tarot deck. Yeah. Uh, Al- Alba fired is LeDon highlight reel is given to us, and then we have um, then we have AJ Styles versus Karrion Cross. Just, um, just I, I LeDon, I don't know, 
I don't know if any of you listen to uh, Wrestling Soup, you know, Anthony Missionary Thomas, but the way he used to talk about J.C. Jane, he would go, she's filthy. That's how I feel about Isla Dawn. Mm. Yeah, I have nothing. I'm, I'm either one of them, except I know they're both Scottish or something yeah. like that. Listen, they're they're a really good tag team, and yeah. and I think it's I, I actually think it's really interesting that they brought the NXT tag team titles with them, and the, right. saying, and we're gonna be, we're gonna carry it for all three brands, which I think is cool as shit because the women's tag team titles, although they are for both WWE shows, they have sort of been crap. Uh, so anyway, I, I I I hope they at some point win the titles. I don't think they are because I think it's gonna be Shayna and Ronda. But I, I would love to see them carrying both of both the the women's. It, it's just because I, I the first time I saw them, they were actually for those of you who don't watch NXT, they started out as a feud, and right away I'm like, right, they shouldn't be a feud, they should be a team. And I was not an Alba Fire fan. I'm like, I don't see what other people are seeing. But as soon as I saw those two together, I'm like, oh my god, this fits. And somehow Shawn Michaels or Triple H, whoever was doing it, saw the same thing uh, I did. And three yeah. weeks later, they're friends. You know, they the you know Isla was sort of like conjuring her you know sort of seducing her not in not in a sexual way or maybe but in, in you know to, to join her in, in in a team despite their bad blood and they, they became a great team right away the, so. the classic hey i respect you you respect me let's join together kind of thing um the seamus cesaro bit you know we were enemies but you know hey i like that you beat the shit out of me and i beat the shit out of you so let's just the classic be gilgamesh enki do yeah so, uh, so we had this match. Uh, look, there was one moment here in this match because I saw this match uh, after graduation, um, where like there was this there was this moment where Cross dropped AJ Styles to the floor after the power bomb onto the ring post, and like it just looked it looked bad. It looked sloppy, um, and you know this match, boy. As much as AJ tried, it did cross no favors. I felt like anyway, and this is supposed to be this is our this is technically our main event um, because the next segment it, it ends with the KO show. Our show ends that way, um, so this is kind of your main event as far as matches go for the night. And it, on paper, it sounds really good, but boy, this was just lacking. Yeah, for, you know, I agree. I. Well, let me say something nice about this. Okay, dude. I'll say two things nice. One, it, it seems to have started something where Meechin can can have something to do with Scarlet and Meechin can win a match because Scarlet's not the other way matches. She's there to look smoking. Uh, this was actually a match where Cross came out fast, which is what he desperately needs to do. He needs to stop this methodical killer thing, especially right. when he's not killing anyone. So he came out fast. Now, this is what I thought was going to happen in the match. I thought that Cross was going to go brutal, cheat, whatever he needed to do, and he was going to start attacking that injured angle, and he really was going – he would just get disqualified and continue that feud, and that would be the thing to protect AJ uh, ultimately in, in the match because the next day he'd come and his ankle would be all taped up and he'd be favoring it, but he could still be AJ Styles because he's a 20-year veteran and he fought through it. I thought that's what they were going to do and, and keep Cross strong. He doesn't care that he, get, that he lost that match. He he just wants to make sure AJ doesn't get that title and and he'll he'll get his wins later. But right. this this was I didn't so while I thought it was Cross's best match, um it didn't do him any favors and it was a clean loss. And 
you know, I, I get the AJ's in your world heavyweight championship title match, which by the way, they're, they're the rumors that's opening the show today where it should be closing. If they want to make us believe that that, that title is as important as Roman, which is going to be going to take time to swallow anyway. So they, mm-hmm. they absolutely should make it the, the, the main event at, at yeah. United champions. And maybe they will. Um, we'll find out in about three hours. Uh, but, um, yeah, I agree with you. It it was a clean win. Good for AJ, but he, does, he doesn't need the clean win. He doesn't need to be protected. He's AJ Styles. Everyone knows he's been one of the best in the world for, for the last two decades. Look, uh, I agree with everything you said in that one. I can't follow up with that because I think you were completely on point. So uh, that's, well done, why they pay, that's why they pay us the bill, the big box bill body. Yeah. 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 But you know, I, I think um, you know this is this is again some of those things where you know they they've pushed. Cro- I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but am I wrong in thinking maybe we put Cross on the shelf for six months to retool and come back um, and, may, and maybe do something different or do like you said become the assassin, the straight out brutal as fast as he did, because like you said, this was different and this is what he should be doing um, because the methodical thing to do. So does, is this maybe an option that we put him on the shelf for six months or does Triple H and everything feel like I've invested so much into this guy and I stuck my neck out for him that I got to put him out there. And at what point do we go, look, you got to go on the shelf for six months and we got to retool you or let you rest so that we can re reformat your image so that, you become I don't want to say relevant again, but you know, like there is there is nothing for him, mm-hmm. literally in the sense of reactions or pops or anything along those lines. Yeah. Not even booze. You know, and he's trying turns. Yeah. He's got that giant theatrical entrance, which is the music, the timing of it is cool. Scarlet could could stop with the lip syncing, but yeah. she looks great. You know, he he looks like a, a killer. Um he look. He's got that menace. I think he should shave his head again. But yeah, I don't think you can put him on the shelf for six months because I think you just like nobody's thinking about Bray Wyatt right now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's the same kind of thing. But I do think. Listen, strong booking is only three weeks, and I I think that the killer kind of thing, not looking for any goals, not looking for titles, he's not going to get. Just putting people on the shelf and being a hitman for hire, which is sort of what his gimmick was before, it was mm-hmm. fully into the occult tarot thing. I mean. That's one of his problems. He's had six gimmicks, but they're all sort of the same, and they all sort of overlap. He hasn't really told us what he is exactly. If he just did, like, the John Wick thing, um, I, I think that he, what they should have done, and part of this is because at some point, Rhea, I assume, needs to go to SmackDown to, you know, maybe not, you know, have the SmackDown mm-hmm. women's house and has to stand without Dom, but that's working, so they won't do it. But what I figured they could do is they would put Cross and Scarlet with Judgment Day because that makes a little bit of sense. And then you have a, a, a you know a woman valet there as well, and and right. you know, that, that could be a little bit of fun. And you know he could win as a tag team or whatever. Him and Damian Priest, uh, you know, become one of those tag team champions. Oh shit, that'd be um, a that'd be a good one. And he fits. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's actually like they should switch characters. Like Damian and, and Cross should switch yeah. their roles. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he'd fit in there. But at the same time, you need people who lose matches too. And if that's yeah. what Cross's 
destiny is for the next four years of WWE while making, you know, half a million dollars a year or whatever. And Scarlett getting, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure they give her, you know, you know, sort of the minimum for what a, you know, female wrestling, you know, whatever, a buck 10 or whatever. Still, you know, yeah, you have a couple plus royalties, you know, they're, they're making $650,000 a year for, for four years. Ain't nothing, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with an Iron Mike Sharp, you know, kind of kind of run, but right? You but you could do something with him where he doesn't need to win, and then at some point he, you know, figures it out or whatever. I don't right. know. I I feel like on every show I'm on, we talk a lot about Cross, and I'm a fan of his. I was a fan of his going back to Lucha Underground, MLW, Impact. When I still watch Impact, um, so I I, I want him, but at this point, it's just like the crowd's not reacting. Just, just make him brutal. Just make him brutal and getting DQ'd. He he gets fine, fine after fine. He gets suspended. Somebody he comes out with a mask, you know. Yeah. But everyone knows who he is because of the tattoos. But in wrestling, they're stupid, and so you have to find him again. Yeah, whatever. Just be the the hitman for hire, like the butcher and the blade were doing for for intermittently on on AEW. Right. That's what I think his role can be until they figure something else out, or until the until the crowd you know, really goes into it. I think that's what they wanted to do initially with Jeff Hardy. They want him to like kill Jeff Hardy, but, mm. but Jeff Hardy was too busy trying to kill himself. <laughs> right. Yeah. He doesn't need outside help for that. Yeah. You know, uh, look, I, I think you and I both agree that cross there's something needs to be done, but we don't know what to do. Right. And I think, I think like you said, maybe, I, maybe that's the idea. Maybe he's just that mid card, you know, guy that, you know, Wins some every now and then, but loses a lot more. Matt Corbin, you know, yeah, credible talent to make you go forward on that. So, um, so then we have backstage. I mean, how many matches did Hercules Hernandez win against the big oh, competition? I, you know, how, how many matches did the Barbarian or the Warlord actually win? Not, not right. many. So, but they were badasses and nobody fucked with them. I mean, still, right. it was so, that like fuck. I got them tonight, you know, kind of thing. But I'm sorry to say this, but my my conclusion is that, like on every show I'm on, I feel I think we give more time to Carrying Cross than his TV role merits, and yeah. I think that's because a lot of us don't understand why he's not taken because he does remind us of those wrestlers we grew up in the '70s, '80s, and and the '90s. Yeah, but it's not working. So try something yeah. else. But I yeah. mean, the story is AJ Styles. AJ Styles going to the World Heavyweight Championship. So I can't right. totally begrudge them. I just. I just was expecting what I said probably, what was it, three hours ago that I said it? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, we're not quite there yet, but oh, okay. close enough. Uh, but so AJ Styles gives a promo about how he's going to beat Seth freaking Rollins. And then they go over Night of Champions. Uh, then we have a video package about Brock and Cody. Did you think um, that uh, while AJ was doing the the backstage promo with Kayla, the cross might come through the go position and attack him from behind? I was hoping for that. Honestly, I was, I was too, and I was. I was hoping respect. for that, but I, it didn't happen. I need to. This is this is like the gambler thing. I keep investing in the same thing, and I keep I keep I keep missing on the craps table, but I keep rolling dice. I keep hoping. Right. Yeah, it's gonna happen at some point, right? Long term right. storytelling, right? But <laughs> that and that's what should have happened, but you know. Yeah. It's exactly anyway, what should have happened. Um, you know, an ankle lock and he doesn't re release it. Yeah. Uh, so we got a video package about Brock and Cody. And then we see Kevin and them making their way to the ring for the KO show. Um, and then, oh, and that's right. The money made qualifying matches will also take place after the thousand day reign of Roman Reigns. Um, uh, then we had the KO show. 
with special guests Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Um, but you know, they Kevin the Kevin and Sammy. It's not the KO show, it's the Kevin and Sammy show. Oh. Um, so and he welcomes everybody to that. And then they had to get a few things off their chest, but Paul Hammy comes out and says, No one gets the plot around here. Your travel chief doesn't come out when they want, he comes out when he wants, and that's when the Usos come out. And um and Paul it looks completely befuddled. Uh look, I and I've said this so many times, and I'm gonna say it again. When Paul Heyman is on the screen but is not talking, I'm watching him half the time because it's almost as entertaining as anything that's said on the mic. Right. You know, I mean, just the mm, the faces and the puts his hand over his mouth, like right. just the the subtle little reactions he does makes it so entertaining. He's so good. Like all these guys are really, really good. He's like um, a walking Blake Edwards character, except it's it's supposed to be pseudo serious. Yeah, um, you know, and so the Usos try to say that um, uh, they walk by the wise man and Jason. They haven't forgot what Owens and Zane did. Okay, that's just something. One, and I promise okay. this one will be quick. This was another segment where once I when I saw it advertised, and I saw them in the ring. I'm like, groan. And then the Usos music hit, and all of a sudden I'm like, turn that groan upside down. I know that doesn't ring, but all of a sudden I was interested again. Yeah, yeah. And so because they got real intense real quick um, because what happens is uh, they start saying um, they haven't forgot what they did. They have a real problem. The Usos are in the ring, and then Sammy starts to speak, but Owen cuts him off, and he wants to give Heyman a spoiler. He knows that. Romans wouldn't come out because he didn't want to talk to the Uso and but he really wanted to talk to the Uso. So he's like, I knew he wasn't coming out. I wasn't planning on it, but I'm glad you're here because we want to talk about it for months. Sammy has been right the whole time. Um and how he tried to help the, you know, and that Roman has been the problem. Um Owens doesn't get it. After everything that's happened, um they they deserve better. Um and, and but you know, the Usos need to acknowledge that he's been right about everything and uh that Sammy has and uh, he's been right about the head of the table, but the Usos are the heart of the table, which was a good line. I like that one. And then um, he treats them like the appendix of the table. That was <laughs> that was such a good line. Uh, and so, uh, and then uh, Owen says uh, he tells them that you know, Range doesn't need them. He uses them. Um, and Jimmy knows Owen's is speaking the truth. And um, then we. They went from being the greatest tag team in the history to Roman Reigns' Aaron boys. And Jimmy says, that's cute. They are the best tag team in the world. When it comes to the day ones, Jimmy Uso is the tribal chief. And, of course, at that moment, Roman's music hits. And, of course, Paul has his hand. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe you said that. That's That's like insulting someone's mother right there. Right. You know, and so... Roman Reigns, who is at 999 days, right? Undisputed heavyweight champ, <coughs> makes his way down to the ring and quickly gets in Jay's face. And Reigns swats the microphone away and he stares at Jimmy. And then Heyman looks concerned. And Sammy says, Reigns knows the bloodline is collapsing and it's all his fault. Again, this idea that Roman is just holding on too tight, that he's losing control of everything. And um, Rose smacks the microphone out of Sammy's hands. And then Owen hits Reigns with a stunner. And then Owens and Sammy Prawl. And then here comes Solo Sokoa. 
and he hits everybody with his magical yeah. Samoan spike. Owens and Sammy brawl with the Usos, who jump oh, into right. bloodline mode and and, right. and attack. You know, yeah, whether sorry. it's for Roman or it's because they want their titles back. You know, is uh, still yeah, an I, open question. Yeah, I couldn't figure that out, but everything is is saved when Solo Sokoa comes in with his magical tape thumb and sticks it in everybody's chest because you know that's so dangerous. Um, that's yeah. why Jimmy's not here. I told him I was going to give him the uh, Samoan spike. In my case, it's look, called the suburban spike. Look, the Samoa spike would be more effective if you take that shut that thumb and shove it up somebody's ass. Uh, what? Rather than, you know, look, that's all I'm saying. I look, I have said it before when Umaga did it, when anybody did it, I thought it was the stupidest fucking move in wrestling. I still think it is almost it's, it's the same level as the heart punch. Okay, look, it, it's dumb. It's dumb. nothing stupider than the people's elbow or the five knuckle shuffle. Those are the two, at stupidest. least they're entertaining. At least they're entertaining. The Rock, look, The Rock doing the people's elbow. And the whole people's elbow thing was a gag. He did it just to pop the boys in the back. And it became so popular with the crowd. Because, again, The Rock is so charismatic that he can take a shit in the ring. And people would be all excited for it. Um, You know, that's that's how that worked. Um, And it wasn't even intended to be a thing. And then it became a thing. Spike the ass, shit in the ring. I I see a theme happening here. (laughs) Well... Maybe someone has to go to the bathroom here in a little bit. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, Solo clears everybody out, and then Roman has him pick up Sammy, and he does the ooh-ah on Spear, and Jay hands Solo the two tag belts. Jimmy picks up the other two, but he won't hand them to Roman, and he stares at him for a very long time, and, like, an uncomfortably long time. It gets to that point, you know, like, they, like when I was learning how to be a teacher, they say, you ask a a question you don't answer and after about eight seconds someone's gonna say something right. and you just you gotta hold that line and somebody will say something um if they don't respond and it got to that moment where it became the uncomfortable because you're waiting for something to happen and then uh jay goes to get them and he finally he lets them go and then jay hands them to roman but he doesn't let go quickly both the usos look upset and roman takes the titles all the titles all four of the titles and holds them up. Um, and as the bloodline poses at the end of the show, and of course we know in WWE lore, with them, Jimmy Joe's goes into the corner, shaking yeah. his head like "fuck this shit." Yeah, but we all know, we all know WWE, the curse of WWE. If you hold the belts before a pay per view event, guess what's going to happen? Oh, you're, you're not. not gonna, yeah, you're not of course that. the Usos are going to violate orders and charter their own plane to Saudi Arabia and and yeah. bollock something up, but. This again, like I said earlier, didn't want to see it, but once it happened, loved it. And once I and and that image where the Usos were were standing face to face next to, to Solo, opposite Solo and Roman, mm-hmm. and the whole and the Usos were holding those tag t- belts again, and Paul in the middle there in the background with his with his, yeah. I mean, I can't do the fat fingers yet. I mean, look, I, we're about the same age, so I'm probably it's I'll probably have to be about more, you know, a few years older, maybe twenty years before I get that fat and pudgy yeah. uh, to be like Paul. Hopefully, you know, never mind. Nobody cares about this, but I love this. I thought I thought yeah. this was great. I felt the tension. Uh, I didn't like up until this moment. Like I, I want the bloodline to be dominant. For I don't want to see them fight. And now I'm like, I want to see them fight, but I do want to see the makeup afterwards. But I, I want to see the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting. This, this is it going to be that 
brothers fight and then they come back together in the sense of family fights and they come back together after yeah. and they become stronger or is it i mean there are times when family fights and it splits the family you know That's i mean it's so easy because, uh, and the funny thing is, is the next, you know, Roman's kind of his thousand day celebration. He says, I want the whole family there. And does, does that mean that we're going to get Rikishi mm -hmm. and, and the Tonga kid? And, you know, mm -hmm. are they going to fly off on Sika in? I mean, yeah. who else is, who else is going to be in, in the family? Who else is, is going to be acknowledged? If it's just the four of them, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, but I, I would love to see at some point after the inevitable fight, and then at some point, just see Rikishi. I, I'm sorry, I don't know his brother's real name, but the you know the you know them them both come up and, and surprise mm -hmm. the Usos and slap them in the faces, and then they turn around off and see that, and they slap them in the face. It goes, boys, get your heads back in the game. You had everything with the bloodline. Go join the tribal chief. We gave him the the we acknowledged him. We gave him the necklace, whatever the the word is for it, and I have right. to do it. But yeah. let them fight first. But I, I would love to see like three generations of Samoan Tongans, you know, Guamis, whatever, Fijians, just just slap them and say, "Get your shit together and right. get it back. Get it back there. Get and on. We're gonna give you this guy and like I don't know, you know, maybe put Bronson Reed, you know, as a, as a thumper enforcer or something mm -hmm. like that. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I'm interested now. So yeah, let me look. If nothing else. The storyline, the bloodline storyline, has been entertaining in that they they've always done. When you think that there's not enough, they they this is the one story where they keep adding to it, and it just keeps getting better. So yeah. I, I don't I disagree with that at all. Um, this is wrestling know. storytelling done right, not perfectly. You're yeah. never going to do perfectly fifty two weeks a year, but right. th but this, this is an all time great storyline. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I, I, and I agree with you that we need to see Rikishi. We need to see Tonga Kim. We need to see Alpha and Zika. Um, we need to see as many people as like Tamina, which she's on SmackDown. Yeah. So, like, at, at what point they, they need to pull the trigger and just put her in the bloodline, too? I mean, for fuck's sake, it's right there. But um, maybe, maybe, I mean, she'd be a disappointing choice to, to, to broker the piece, but. At least, it, at least it would give her something to do. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that was SmackDown last night, five twenty-six. Uh, I, I think grade-wise, Jeff, um, where do you on a, a B C D E or F? Where are you putting this one as a, especially because it's a go-home show that was taped before today's uh, uh, Night of Champions. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give two grades, and one okay. is because I can't omit all the recaps and the promotions and all the dead time in, in, in a WWE programming. Right. So the, that grade is B, but if you understand the WWE does that, and I fast forward through that, which I do, and if I just watch the wrestling show and the wrestling segments of it, this was an A. Okay. All right. Um, I think if I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I take everything into the whole show. Um, I, I'm gonna have. To, I would say this is probably a, a solid B for me right. overall. Right. Um, again, you know the recaps and everything are done to death. That's WWE. They're gonna do that. But you know, you started off hot with Sheamus and Austin Theory, and then you had them run in with Pretty Deadly. You, you know, I think most of the matches were pretty solid. I think we both agree that the women's tag match was so-so, and AJ and Kieran was not super great. But the the ending of the segment you know, the show with the segment the middle segment with the bloodline were really solid and good. 
Um, and like you said, uh, swerving in the sense of like, I didn't want to see this, but now I'm vested and I'm in, um, you know, the LA night boogs match was entertaining, you know, for the most part, it, it mm -hmm. did what it needed to do. And we had the street profits out there, jaw jacking. And then we find out that LA night and uh, Montez Ford are in a qualifier for money in the bank. And they showed what women are going to be doing it, but I don't think I cared uh, about that as much because that was more important because they showed it after the match had happened and the interaction with the street profit. So to me, that was more poignant at the time. Oh, it was Lacey Evans and somebody else. That's who was in the women's match. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, for eight, I mean, granted, I am giving the caveat too. Even, even this wasn't a tape show. This was just a regular SmackDown. And let's say it was not on a um, uh, the night before a PLE. This was still a solid show, and I'm think B is where I'm at, regardless of all those qualifiers or anything else. I think this is just a solid show. Um, they did a good job with it, and and um, you know, for the most part, I mean, like I said, my nitpicky things are the you know trying to say that he's got less than 24 hours to recover for a match with. AJ Styles and some of these other goofy things, but it is what it is for the most part. Um, Jeff, let's talk about, um, which for, for us is probably in 45 minutes here, um, the uh, Night of Champions card. Um, so uh, let's, let's, let's take a moment to talk about that. And, and we'll, this is according to, um, this is an, this is updated as of uh, May May okay, this is this is the updated as of yesterday evening. Looks like this is the the card that I have for today's show. Um, I don't have any pre match things or anything, but this is what's listed to be on the main card. So we have Rhea Ripley versus Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Smack Natalia is a is she a SmackDown or is she on Raw now? I forget. Uh, she's on Raw now. She's on Raw. Okay, so. Uh, Okay, so yeah, this this makes even less sense. Okay, great. Um, so Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. I mean, obviously Rhea's winning, right? Yeah, yeah of course she is. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be a competitive match because Natalia's got to put her through the you know the heart dungeon stuff. But yeah, Rhea, yeah. no question, this title is yeah. not changing hands. Yeah, not changing at all. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Oscar. I think same thing, right? Yeah, no, I, I think Bianca wins also. I, I actually thought from what you said earlier that you were going to go with Asuka, but no, I, I think Bianca retains. No, I would love for Asuka to win. I'm saying I'm cool with that because Asuka's on Raw now. So I'd be makes, cool with it too. I just don't see it happening. I don't either. It makes sense though because it gets Bianca a belt off of her. The belt, the Raw belt goes to Raw with Asuka, and then now Bianca can go after Rita, which well, would be a fun we, match. Here's let, I always get in trouble when I go beyond predictions, but it's not changing the result. I'm still picking Bianca. But what I think happens is Asuka goes for the miss. Bianca sees it coming. She ducks. Asuka misses the, the referee instead. And then Asuka puts on the lock or whatever. And, you know, mm. and, and Asuka should win the match. But because the ref is out, it, it costs Asuka the match. And by the time she realizes, she gets the ref up and they get water in his eyes and whatever. And the mm. ref recovers. Uh, but that, then, then Oscar walks right into the uh, the, the KOD, and Bianca yeah. retains, and that's how they set this up to continue for SummerSlam, where maybe then they they change the title at that point. But uh, I I do think that uh, Bianca wins with with some self defeating shenanigans from Oscar. So you're gonna have two women's belts on one show, and one being a belt that doesn't even belong on your show. Yeah, well, well both that's... belts don't belong on the other show, but. 
Well, I mean, Rhea's on SmackDown, right? No, oh, no Rhea's, Rhea's on, on Raw. Raw. We That's right. And she had, like, for fuck's sake. Don't, don't, don't try to make sense of it. Damn it. I think they'll, they'll, uh, they'll figure it out at some point. It's not it's not important to them right now. Look, I, I'm trying not to have an aneurysm right now because that's so no, okay. it's wrestling. Anyway. It ain't that important. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next we have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Roman and Solo for the Undisputed Tag Championships. Uh look, we already said it. Roman touched the belts. It's not happening. Sammy and Kevin are retaining i think anyway that's my thoughts yeah, yeah we just talked about 10 minutes ago yeah uh next we have the intercontinental championship match gunther or walter as he should be known as versus yeah. mustafa ali um no. I, I tell give me identify to me one tough walter just give me one badass walter anywhere ever yeah okay well the guy who's in the ring tonight that's no that's gunther it's Walter. Um, Walter is not the name of a tough guy. Walter is the name of Mondale or your accountant. That's how he built his name and came to be known as, as a tough guy was by being Walter. And that was the whole bit is, yeah, his name is Walter and he's fucking people up. You know, um, that's. Uh, I mean, Walter White is the closest thing. And he started out as the, the high school science teacher. Yeah. No, I don't disagree, but eh, he's making it work with that. Anyway, we have the customary Mustafa Ali match because, but I mean, it, I mean, Gunther's winning this. He's not. It's, yeah. it's, it's, and Mustafa Ali is Pakistani and, and he's oh, is he? Shia and, you know, Saudi Arabia is Sunni. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, this is WWE not understanding difference. Saudi Arabia right. not caring because they just want the wrestling, and WWE think they're caring. They say put them on the show, but they don't actually care. Yeah. Um, and while you and I maybe can't tell the difference by looking at someone whether they're Pakistani or or Arab, they can. Yeah. But still, it's the fact that hey, look, he's got Ali in his name. We're we're putting them on the card, hey, for a title too. So look it's, how good we're doing. It's all, listen. This will probably be the biggest payday that Mustafa ever gets. And then I'm all for free Ali. Please go somewhere else. I, I I'm not interested in you at all. Yes, you can, you can hire three jabronis from NWA who are all more interesting than you are that might be able to do something in this world. Because you can't bring Mansoir in, in his gimmick right now to Saudi oh, Arabia, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Ali, make your money and go back to being a police officer. Any city would be lucky to have you right now. Yeah, right. I agree. All right, so next we have the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament Finals of Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Um, yeah, I mean, this has got to be Seth Rollins, right? Yeah. I mean, because Roman has the titles and he's on SmackDown, so... Right, and AJ is on SmackDown, but not alone. He was drafted with the OC, including Mee Chin, and they had started a feud, two feuds with him last week, Cross and Grayson Waller, who are both on SmackDown. Now, I don't know if this thing with Cross is one and done. It's hard to say because of the way right. that he's been treated in the past, but I know Cross is in Saudi Arabia. Um, because they, they, we saw a fix, picture of him with LA Knight and Judgment Day, and they were all right. hanging out doing something. Maybe Cross gets involved. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a, a, maybe there's an attack scene backstage, or maybe Grayson Waller does something. Who knows? Maybe Cross and Grayson Waller, you know, a role for Cross which isn't too creative. 
Mm-hmm. Have him be Grayson Waller's uh, security for the Grayson Waller effect. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's another sort of lame, easy thing for him to do, but where he could build up a solo Sokoa kind of rep. Again, here I am saying we talk too much about Cross, talking too much about Cross. Seth, Seth is getting this title for all sorts of reasons that are good, and anybody who's listened to me on shows, I'm no Seth Rollins fan, but he should get this title. Right. I agree. I, I think this is this is the title that was designed with Seth Rollins in mind. I really do. And I think that... And he's going to do great things. He's going to do an open challenge. He's going to, yeah. he's going to defend that, that title every week on Raw for the next 10 or 11 weeks. Right. And I mean, and I think it just doesn't make sense for AJ to win it logistically with Roman having the belts. And I know they could switch back over or whatever. Sure. And it's like, why have the fucking draft? Like, right. why do it? You know, Maybe so... Trade the OC for Judgment Day? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And, you know, and so it, this it doesn't make sense, but it, it'll be a fun match. I mean, I don't get me oh, wrong; yeah. these two are great at what they do and and really put on a good show. And I they think know what be... the belt is right, how it's thought of right now, and they know what it needs to be. They're gonna they're yeah. they're gonna give us they're gonna give a thirty five minute you know Ring of Honor AJ Styles versus Ty, Tyson Black. Yeah. What was his name? No, Tyler Black. Tyler Black. Tyler Black, right? Yeah. You know, two thousand and seven match, right? Exactly. Yeah, uh, I, I think this will be uh, a good one. And then we end the night with our main event, which is Brock versus Cody. Um, they're gonna find a way. Look, they're gonna do the whole bit of either Cody got a metal plate in his arm, or he's he's gonna be casted up because supposedly Brock broke his arm, he'll and so cast- he'll be taped up heavily. Yeah, and and that's going to be the factor to like his dad had the bionic elbow. He's going to have the bionic forearm, and Ooh, going he's going to use that to win uh, and beat Brock Lesnar. Oh no, 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 no! Brock Brock is winning this match. The you only think? question, the only question is whether it's like a, a Stone Cold Steve Austin thing where he passes out from the pain, referee stoppage, or this is this. The only reason I'm upset that Dustin Rhodes is still with AEW is because I would love for him to run out and throw and throw the towel in. I don't know if they would do that with Brandy. Um, uh, you know, all of Cody's obvious, you know, uh, uh, manager types. You know, Arn Anderson, <coughs> whatever. They're they're someplace mm-hmm. else. I guess Tully is free, but nobody knows Tully. <laughs> Look, Tully he's, doesn't. He's unrecognizable. Uh, but so. Because of that, and because I, I mean, if you're going to have brandy and not show boobs, what's the point? So you can't, you can't do that in Saudi. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be the classic. Cody doesn't give up, but he passes out. Ref stops. Yeah. And Brock gets a win. And then they, then SummerSlam, Cody gets his, whether it's with, whether they do the metal plate, metal rod, bionic forearm thing. Mm -hmm. I'm there for that, but that seems, that's like more of a, Anyway, doesn't matter. We'll see if they do it, but that, that's interesting. I never really thought about that. I yeah, just... that's the first thing I thought of, you know, because you know they had the, you know, the where you know his dad's hand was, you know, bandaged when they broke his hand. Dusty um, was a different kind of face, though. He was he was the everyman, but he wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't the underdog. It's just it's just he was there was just it was always numbers, but he was you never felt like Dusty was the underdog. Dusty was always the Captain America. Right. I think Cody's a different kind of a different kind of face. He's I don't think he would win with you know a metal rod or anything like that. You know, because once you do that gimmick, I mean, you're Iron Mike Sharp and and Cowboy Bob Orton forever. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, but I mean, I think though too, the fact is and though, Luger like this did is that too, and well, yeah, is, uh... yeah. But this is also Brock Lesnar. You know, <laughs> this is Brock Lesnar. Like, you know, did I can't think did Dusty ever face anybody like Brock Lesnar? 
I'm yeah. not sure there was any. Well, I mean, you know, he faced Road Warriors, Hawk, and Animal. I mean, I thought he was Hulk. with. No, he was with them. Oh, but they they betrayed you. Don't remember the spike in the eye. Oh, that's right. That's Nikita. right. Nikita yeah, yeah, Kala. yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're but, right. But I mean, listen. When I when I was in law school, I actually I worked as a, a room service waiter, and I I served Harley Race and Dusty Rhodes, and you know, I went, oh, wow. uh, and Harley Race was not a particularly big man. I mean, he had giant chest scar and all that. Right. This is ninety one ish. This was this is when Flair took the title and went away. So mm. I go to the show and it's I'm sitting there looking at Lex Luger and Barry Windham in the main event. Barry Windham, what the fuck's he doing here? I want right. Flair. Anyway, the point was. Dusty Rhodes, even then, was a giant. He he was a, he was at least six foot four, mm. and he's really broad. Uh, and even though he's like sort of grotesquely fat, he was he he wasn't then. He he lost weight because he was ill. Um, but a a giant of a man. He was never he was never really the underdog. Mm. Mm. Cody's the underdog. I I just think that he's too white meat baby face to to win by those. He he's gonna he's gonna win the next match. He's gonna win the feud, but by Winning the feud, maybe he does the same thing. Maybe he he beats Brock with his own, you know, Kimura move or whatever. But mm. anyway, I'm picking I'm bringing Brock for this match and in, in the way I described. Yeah, well, I, I like honestly, I didn't think you know of a Brock win because I thought, well, they're just gonna they're trying to put Cody over uh, again. So yeah, but I could see that I could see that point of view that you're making, and so. It makes me oh okay you know what yeah no you're not completely wrong in this it makes sense so also they they can't turn Brock into modern day Goldberg it's it's too early he's still too much of a big deal you can't have him come in and lose yeah yeah no, that makes sense so I guess but you know I mean I don't know who knows um, all right which one is do you think is going to be match of the night. I mean, it better be Seth and AJ. Right. Like, that's the only one. The only other one, maybe, I could see is Sammy and Kevin versus Roman and Solo. Maybe. That but... probably actually will be the one that's most, for me, because, I mean, this is going to sound stupid, but out of the things I like in wrestling, the things I like the least in wrestling is the actual wrestling. And right. so, like, a 30-minute match to me is, like, 20 minutes too long. Um so the other one, at least there'll be a lot of more motion and movement and psychology and, and, and things like that. Seth and AJ is just going to be like, you know, anything you can do, I can do better kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the same, but I think the thing. Sleep that will, and Cody. That's... Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think this, like you said, I think the story behind the Sammy Kevin Owens Roman solo thing could make it more intriguing like you said, then the wrestling. Pretty but awesome. but here's the thing. I think that story-wise, just through the, through telling the story through wrestling, I think that's where maybe um, AJ and um, Seth may have the advantage. You know, it, just through the moves and things like that, which sometimes, look, I know you say, you know, that's not your favorite, but sometimes that could be makes it that much more of an entertaining match, you know, than, than having just the, the story. Because sometimes you get so caught up in the story that the, the wrestling gets lost uh, I, sometimes. And I think, you know, for, for the Sammy Roman, that match, I think it needs to be a good balance of both. 
And the question is, um, can everybody in the ring pull that off? The other question I have is, like, usually in WWE PLEs, they don't have a lot of shenanigans right. uh, in, in the matches. It's usually, yes, things are usually more clean. But they're in Saudi Arabia, and they want to give them a spectacle. And I think mm-hmm. that, that, in, that includes a lot of people. They want a lot of bodies, a lot of movement. Uh, so I think that there may be shenanigans involved in, in this one, just so that crowd stays hot the whole the whole day. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't know. Uh, you know, I, listen, I think it's different wrestling fans like different things. So I think for most people, the, the match tonight should be Seth versus AJ. Um, if you really enjoy the artistry of the dance, That's right. uh, but somehow I've stuck with it for close to 50 years. So, you know, uh, but different fans like different things. Uh, anyway, I, I just hope it's a three hour show and, and I can take a nap later. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I don't blame you on that. I look, I'm in the same boat. Um, uh, my kid left yesterday, he's with my parents, so he could have a full weekend at the lake because I have a wedding tonight. Because rehearsal was last night, graduation last two nights, I've been in bed at like midnight or one because of graduations and such. Um, and then my dogs decided that they wanted to get up at six this morning, you know, and I'm just like, Fuck. and uh, so I went to go fall back asleep. And that's when chaos ensued, and I'm like, "Oh shit! I've got to eat. I got to feed them, and I got to get up here to come get this going." So, it's like you always say, it's not easy being Jay Reezy. I love. I do. You you took the words right out of my mouth. But uh, Jeff, is there anything else you want to discuss or talk about, either about SmackDown, uh, about the show, or anything this week that you saw that you felt was interesting or worth warning to talk about? Today? No, I, I think we beat this this show to death. I have to say, I was I was surprisingly pleased by last night's SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 yeah, I don't to say, but I'm looking I'm looking forward to Night of Champions. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Battleground tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to Double or Nothing. Um, but uh, you know, no, I'm 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 good. I All hope right. everybody enjoys the show, and I hope yeah. they enjoyed the show. Yeah, I hope you did too. I just, you know, as, as we're wrapping up, I just want to say, medium five lab rat made the appearance. Uh, Buckshot kid finally showed up. Aaron Ben Shlomo showed up. Uh, we had just about everybody of the normal crew all along here today. Yeah, thanks so much yeah. for coming in, guys. First of all, yeah. we know it's Memorial Day weekend. You probably yeah. have other things to do. A lot of you might even be away. You might be at the beach and you're spending time with us. And if you're if you didn't have anything to do and you and we occupied your time and gave you two hours of entertainment, cool. Well, yeah. Yeah, we appreciate you. Yeah. Well, apparently, Jeff, there's been a request to hug the woman for for media and five. Oh uh, my god, you should have seen her last night at the wedding. My god, oh she is so hot. Look, look, just from the pictures I've seen, I, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know because, you know, um, I, look, and I'm just saying. Um, but, you know, I think uh, I think we have about less than 30 minutes till uh, Night of Champion kicks off. So 14 I think, minutes, I think. 14? Well, what time is it? Uh, 11.35 is what I have. Oh, yeah, so we, have 25, we have 25 minutes. Yeah, about 25 minutes. Um, so... Uh, I think with that said, I think this is where we end our show for today. So, Jeff, would yeah. you kindly tell the people where they could find you on the Internet and where they can hear your lovely voice throughout all of broadcast media? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at IcarusFellMD. You can find my lovely voice on all things PWC. And as you know, we cross-pollinate right here with the mighty, mighty Hameen Media Group Powering Channel Attitude. So, yeah, you can find me here on Smack Attack pretty much every week. You can find me on Uncage, where we review 
Rampage. Uh, PWC, I'm generally on the Machismo. This week I was also on uh, Skirmish, uh, just because I really want to talk about the AEW announcements or lack thereof. Um, usually we do a show called Smack Talk also, which, you know, quite frankly, is sort of similar to this one. Um, and my non-wrestling, well, I have a show called Wrestling, uh, Unwrestling also with uh, called Hammerlock Hangover with Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. And that's also on the PWC as well as other platforms, including Wrestling Soup Network. Uh, and then my non-wrestling shows, which I really hope you'll check out, Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Uh, I just dropped a new show this weekend, which is with a prison chaplain who happens to be a Hasidic rabbi. Um, and talk about some stories about you know him getting his job and how you know religion in prison and you know he's sort of a sci-fi geek and things like that, which is you know sort of listen. I should know better, but you know you know nobody is one thing. But you have a Hasidic rabbi talking to you about you know nerddom and you know game of thrones and things like that and yeah you, you know you just don't expect it uh, and you know so you really can't judge books by their cover and it was a fun show and hopefully it'll lead to some more with him and some of his other prison chaplains which include a norse pagan priest uh and a, a native american shaman uh so all of that i think is really cool and garden views uh tends to be more topical legal but this week i talked to a woman named you might know her as katrina storm uh but she's someone i've known for a while who last about a year and a half ago i did a show with her on the cusp she was starting to get some wrestling gigs as a backstage interviewer and commentator and she's just getting more she works for like six indie promotions now and so uh we, we we're following her progression um mm -hmm. so a, a little wrestling tie-in there with garden views but it's not usually wrestling at all it's frankly it's more about the the laws in space but that's where you can find me i've, I've spoken a lot I, I should just shut up now no it's good i i just want to say like i listened to gardner doom um 167 this week with uh mark ollie um um robin hood yeah, that was yeah. that was a very good episode again i just like i know i tell you this a lot but like i really mean it i enjoy when i get i like right now i'm just kind of more listening to the homie media feed i need to just go and get subscribed to of course Gardener Doom regularly, um, because I just don't think podcasts at the time. And I was like, oh, I've got so many. I could do I want to add well, another Hami Media Group? So please yeah. support the Hami Media Group. And if my shows help you all support the Hami Media Group, that's yeah. fine. That's terrific. but I mean, I really enjoyed y'all's conversation about that. The idea that was there a Robin Hood? There is, but is like, what do we know? What do we don't know? The myth, the lore behind it, and everything along those lines. and um, the interesting topics that Mark would talk about is like, well, technically there's like a red and a blue and how they were fighting and, you know, where Robin was green and in the middle and, and, you know, how, like it was all very incredibly fascinating, especially when you know the lore and the history behind it, not just the Disney version or the Kevin Costner version or all the other different movie Errol versions, Flynn. but yeah, the Errol Flynn, when you've sat down and read some of the different lores and, and things that are out there. I found it very fascinating um, because obviously Mark has studied this a lot more in his, his knowledge of this and how we, you know, he can pull these things together. Um, it was, it was a very fun and fascinating episode. And like I said, I listen half the time when I'm doing my exercises or my cardio or whatever. And it, it helps move the time for me because I'm like, Oh man, this is great. I'm engaged. I'm listening. And um, y'all, you do a very good job of allowing your guests to speak, but asking very good and poignant questions to move them to the next topic or things that we go forward. So guys, if you listen, if you want something fun to listen to something thought provoking, go check out Gardner's Doom. It's really a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, that's yeah. that's the goal of the show is to learn new things, but to be interesting and for to be a variety in, in yeah. one place. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, I think I should probably tell people where to find me, which mm -hmm. uh, mine is well, this way. Uh, mine is, is the lower end right there on most social media. You can find me at Jay Reezy Men um, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, things along those lines. Uh, you cannot find me at Nakatomi Plaza because, by the way, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It is a movie set at Christmas. Um, big difference. Um, Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. It is a movie set at Christmas. I will die on that hill. Um, a Christmas movie involves Santa Claus and things along those lines. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm, but that's, I'm throwing that grenade into the room and then. Ding dong. Out. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm rolling that grenade into the room and then walking out. Uh, but um, you can always find me there. You can find me on, on uh, Facebook, John and Wright. And of course, if you have any questions about mental health or any kind of resources you need to find health or you're struggling with things, you are in an abusive relationship, anything along those lines, you can always reach me, John, at freedomhousepc.org, and we can talk about your healing journey and the direction you need to go. Um, I think, uh, you know, I know we, I, I talk about a lot, but I, I'm serious about it. It's something I'm very passionate about. Uh, having myself gone through divorce, having gone through the mental toll that I was in in a relationship, not realizing that I was in a bad place, and I work for a crisis center. Uh, I'm not saying it was abusive, but it was a toxic and bad relationship. It affected me, and it, I needed counseling and therapy to work forward to become the person that I am today. More of what, as my mom said, you, you're back to being John. You know, you weren't John for a very long time. When your mom says that about you, boy, talk about breaks your heart. It makes you want to really take care of yourself and 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 move forward. And the, then she tells you, you're you're back to being John. You're, you're the John I know, and. I mean, she's always loved me no matter what. So she didn't say that, but she was, you know, you're you. Um, and so I, 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 having personally gone through it, it's one of those things that I know guys don't want to talk about, but it's important to do that. Um, I'm trying to instill that into my son. And I'm thankful for the last three years, four years, he's done a very good job of being more open and communicative about his mental health and what we're talking about. And um, to me, that's a victory. You know, I'm taking the victories where I can. And so, um, just know that if you need some help, email me. We're not going to talk wrestling. We're not going to talk Star Trek on the Academy, which you can also hear on the Hummy Media Group. Uh, the Smack Attack, as always, is, of course, behind the paywall at Channel Attitude for five bucks a month for a five dollar foot long. You can go get um, some great wrestling content. But um, and then of course Hameen is uh, on the Hameen Media Group. You can for free listen to the Academy. Me and Triple D. We've been down for a little bit. Our, our schedules have been super crazy. And we haven't had a chance to talk. Uh, but also there hasn't been a lot going on except for super crazy. Yeah, super great. Which great wrestler, but still not the chairman of the board, La Parka. Uh, like <laughs> La Parka is the best. Uh, I don't anybody who watched WCW and isn't a fan of La Parka. I'm going to say this, and this is going to be controversial. You can go fuck yourself. Yeah. I went hill for that moment. Yes, I appreciate that mask. That's a great mask. So, um, Jeff, I can't think of anything else. Uh, you guys at the PWC are crushing it as always. Um, I did make my run in real quick when you all were doing the skirmish, I think, the other night where I said the only we thing we're it. talking about was Lady Frost um, and Taya Valkyrie. Um, again, I think um, Brittany's oops, uh, – I thought she's the one that held that match together. I thought yeah. Taya, frankly, looked clunky and slow. Yeah, and and that's the thing about uh, Lady Frost. Unless Thatcher agreed with me, so I know I'm right because wow. Zarian and then Greg, the other one, 
they 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 took the opposite approach. I'm like, am I being biased? I mean, she's not <laughs> my friend. I've met her, but she's my friend's friend. So maybe I'm being biased. But I'm like, no, I saw what I saw. Yeah, it's not like I don't like Taya Valkyrie. I just uh, I do. Yeah, um, but, but I agree. Brit, uh, Lady Frost is definitely smoother and felt more natural in the ring than Taya did. You know, yeah. it almost Taya at times felt lost. It felt like you said, a little clunky. Like she was yeah. in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it really did, which is surprising because um, Lady Frost has done a lot of CML late CMLL lately and Lucha style, and is more of a high fire. And and it's not like Taya is not, is unfamiliar with that scene. She spent half of her time in freaking Mexico, but it mm-hmm. almost felt like but she's she's not a luchador wrestler anymore. No, no, she's I mean Taya, Taya, I think is forty or forty one, so obviously she's going to slow down, and your body changes, and yeah. you, and what you can do changes, and uh, you know, not everyone is AJ Styles. Most people aren't. So, you know, mm-hmm. that applies to women as well. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think, uh, again, go check out all these shows. Go see all these things. We've vamped for long enough. It is 15 minutes till uh, Night of Champions. Go watch it. We're out. Ladies and gentlemen, Take sh- make sure that you have your betting things on the side because everything we said is true you're gonna make money if you listen to our stuff not really we're I'm not <laughs> that at all uh, i know your legal brain was going shut the fuck up shut the we're fuck located up in the cayman islands motherfuckers you don't right. know any different <laughs> yeah <laughs> right but uh enjoy the night and enjoy the afternoon show and watch this weekend for lots of wrestling have a good time have a good safe memorial day weekend if you're traveling be safe have a great time. If you're not traveling, enjoy the rest and relaxation and um, and just have a great, great weekend. And I hope you guys come back next week as we we come over from our uh, Nakatomi Plaza effect and we see how things have happened and where we're heading after this premium live event in Saudi Arabia. And hopefully, hopefully Grayson Walla has got fucking lost and made his way back to Australia and not back to the SmackDown roster. I had to get that. Um, Australian kick in there, and I'm okay with you. You know, um, so Richard so, Holiday can step right in and take he, that role and do it better, right? By by a thousand percent, by a thousand percent. But with all that said, we're gonna end the show right now. As I begin to hit the end broadcast button, I do so, and I say, ladies and gentlemen, we hope.